Welcome to Spot Growth, the podcast dedicated to pediatric speech, physical, and occupational therapists. We explore strategies, insight, and success stories to help you elevate your practice. Join us as we spot growth together. Welcome to the Spot Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Marshall, and today I'm really excited to introduce someone who has been an advocate of the spot community through a lot of challenges. She is the expert in provider relations, and she's going to help us dispel some of the myths about contracting and credentialing with Sunshine Health and their CMS program. So make sure to grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy the conversation. Our guest today is Duenna Dorsett, the Vice President of Provider Engagement for Sunshine Health of Florida. And you may not know, but Sunshine Health is the largest Florida Medicaid payer in the state. And we are just thrilled to have you on the show today. Welcome, Duenna. Thank you. I am so honored to be um, on your show. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm absolutely thrilled uh, to be having this conversation. So I guess first off, could you tell us just a little bit about your background and your expertise? Absolutely. So I've been in this industry for a minute. Um, <laughs> some of you may remember uh, me from other health plans. I started out um, early on in my career out of college um, with Oxford Health Plans in uh, Connecticut, in uh, New York, sorry, I lived in Connecticut. Um, and from there, I went to United Healthcare for a couple of years and did um, contracting and provider engagement. Um, went to Evercare, so I did, you know, back then was the nursing home diversion, which was the early stages of what we now know to be the LTC program. And gotcha. from there, I went to Humana uh, for a couple of years and also did contracting and uh, provider engagement and helped launch the Medicare PPO uh, program. And from Humana, I uh, went to WellCare. And that's where I think most of you met me at WellCare. And yeah. Yeah. it was acquired by Centene, as you all know, in 2020. And so my combined time with uh, Centene WellCare uh, is actually uh, 15 years. Uh, wow. I just wow. celebrated my 15th anniversary on November 6th, 17th. <laughs> well, congratulations. 15 years with the same-ish company. <laughs> same-ish. Same <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I guess when it comes to contracting and credentialing with Sunshine Health, what are some of the common misconceptions that you hear from providers? You hear a lot, I'm sure. a number of people say that the network is closed um you know but i, I want to let people know the network is open for the most mm. part but there are times when we identify that we have more than an adequate network for let's say a particular specialty in a specific area because uh, we measure all of that um very locally so mm. it's going to be this zip code this county, uh, this specialty. So, and that, that's a very dynamic process and we, you know, do this on a regular basis. So if you've applied and you received a denial saying that our network is full or, you know, um, we're not taking new providers in this area, 
just know that we do keep your information on file because yeah. you know that area could come up as needing another provider very shortly and so we go back into our files to see who uh who exists there who applied who has interest so you know we will keep your information also you can reapply the following year as well because again it changes from time to time so no our network is sure. not like permanently closed there may be some areas where we're saturated but again this is very dynamic so don't think that because you applied once and you didn't get through that you know there's not the ability to join our network and even you know the provider status can change like they can go from a single discipline to a multi-discipline from you know having offering one language to multi-language does that factor in as well yes it does yes it does because we have to consider the population within that area and if for example you're in an area that is heavily um, spanish speaking and your organization um, has the ability to serve that population with you know services of speaking spanish then we definitely do consider that because we want to be culturally uh, sensitive to mm. our members and their needs and making sure that they feel understood from their providers. So that is definitely something I would say to providers, and I don't know if I'm jumping the gun, but when you apply, please be very complete in your um, letters of application. And I've actually received letters from providers in the past where I've actually gone back to them and say, can you make this a little bit more comprehensive? Tell me what you bring to the table. Why are you different than any other provider? Because this is what the contractors are looking for. They want to see what are you offering members that, you know, the provider next door doesn't. So Yeah, so that so that definitely brings us into the next question of what your advice would be to a new group that wants to credential with Sunshine Health. Like what are those things that you're looking for? Sell yourself. You know, sell yourself. Yeah. Sell yourself. And I think that's where some people need a little bit of assistance. If you have a staff that's Spanish speaking, let us know. If yeah. you do home visits, let us know. If you do, um, you know, there's so many things that um, providers do that they're, they're not putting out there and they're just saying, hey, you know, I've been a provider for 20 years in this yeah. area, but that's not enough because there are other providers who are sending in applications that you know, show all the services that they provide. And so when you don't offer that in your letter, then whoever the contractor is that's reviewing your application is judging you based on what you've provided because they're not in your office and they don't know that you're one of the best providers in that area and that you offer a plethora of services. So please be very, very detailed in your application letters. Um, there have been times when I know a particular provider and I look at the letter that they've sent and I've had to say, hey, don't you also offer this and this and this? Can you please oh, wow. your letter? So yeah. please just sell yourselves and make think of a member who's trying to get services and looking for a provider who may offer a very specific service. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And, and you know, for like our speech uh offices 
you know, something like saying, hey, you know, we offer feeding therapy. That's a big difference. I mean, there's a lot of kids that need feeding therapy early on in order to avoid things later on, like G-tubes that will cost the state a lot of money. And that's a very attractive thing. So feeding therapies, uh, AAC devices, you know, if you're trained to evaluate um, those things, if if you do wheelchair evaluations with physical therapists, I mean, there's a there's a lot of things that, that you probably take for granted um, that you know, that insurance companies are looking for. So yeah, I think that's, that's great advice. Um, so for groups that are existing groups, they have contracts, they have, they're credentialed and they want to add new providers. What are some of the timelines that they can expect to see for that new provider to be fully credentialed? So our contract with the state requires us to have a provider, um, loaded, credential configured and loaded within 60 days um, of their application. But I want to clarify that because there's been a lot of, and maybe I should have answered this, provided this answer for the first question about misconceptions. (laughs) There's a lot of misconception that uh, the 60 days starts the moment that you reach out to someone to contract with the health plan. That's not when the 60 days begins. The 60 days begins when you, the provider, submit a complete application to the health plan. The moment we receive that complete application, the clock starts ticking. Um, We've had some cases that I've received from some of, um, you know, the providers in the in the network who've told us, hey, you know, I've been working with you guys for six months trying to get a practitioner loaded, but the, it really, when we look at our system, it may save, you know, 50 days because yeah. um, we are measuring according to what the state says. We have to measure from the date you give us a complete packet. Now, if you give us a packet and it's not complete, then we're going to have to keep reaching out to get additional information. And that's where a lot of the time is spent. Um, when I look at, you know, because I do dive deeply into some of these examples yeah. and I see where, a, you know, an application was submitted, but then when we received it and reviewed it, there were things that were missing. And then it starts that back and forth, which just extends that period out, uh, extensively. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So for therapists, what are, what are some of the, uh, common things that they, they miss on these packets? Is it W-9s? Is it resume details? Um, It can be things like um, having a six-month gap that isn't explained on your application, not having, um, you know, malpractice insurance, or having one something that's going to, whether it's your license, uh, your insurance, something that is going to expire in two months Uh, in another month because by the time we get it and we start processing it it's expiring and so now we have to reach out to you for a new one but we can't credential you with something that that is expiring so if it's expiring within the next six months then be prepared to give us a new one somewhere in the process um, or even give it to us now if you have it but right. just know that if you have documents or licenses that are set to expire within the next 60 days or 
um, the credentialing period or six months because they're not going to credential you knowing that it's going to expire and they don't know that you're renewing. Um, that so makes sense. Things that do hold up the process. So one more question for you is, is there anything coming down the pipe that providers should be aware of? Anything you want to, you know, hey, we've got this coming out or anything new that you want to discuss? Yes, I'm actually working on communication right now um, for something that is available as of, um, well, very, a very short time ago. Uh, but I know a number of you complained about the auth process on the portal, which did not allow the providers, therapy providers, to submit auths um, well in advance of the service date. You remember that yeah. issue. We've worked on this together, yeah. Yeah, so it's fixed. Yep. It's fixed. And, Fantastic. Uh, um, we just did the, um, the testing. I didn't do the testing, but the testing was just <laughs> completed. Um, and so I'm getting ready to send communication out that um, we fixed the issue. Um, we're going to continue to monitor it because if we still hear issues from providers on, mm -hmm. you know, the difficulty, then we'll have to go back and, and tweak. But I feel confident that we have it figured out this time. Uh, took a, a, a number of we put our heads together. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, things can get simple things can get so complicated sometimes. But uh, honestly, this is this is one of the things that is so refreshing about working with you, Duena, is that you know, when we do have challenges like this that are just seemingly unexplained, you're not just gonna say, Oh, that's not my department, that's not my deal, that's not my thing. You're gonna go chase down the problem with the department that matters and get it fixed for us. So I really appreciate that. And I've always appreciated that about working together over the years. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You know, I, I'm very, very ingrained in this uh, therapy network. I have yeah. so many friends <laughs> here and I know they depend on me. I get a lot of emails from providers and I love it because um, it keeps me grounded and it keeps me informed of what's happening, what what's working and what's not working. So uh, keep those emails coming uh, because I do, you know, if I get uh, the same or a similar issue from two of you in a short period of time, then I know that there's an issue and yeah. I immediately start diving in because I do hold myself accountable for these things and um, as I should. And uh, knowing that you guys are out there seeing members means the world to me and to many others in the health plan. And I just want to make sure that you guys are set up for success. So um, I do depend on you for feedback. Well, thank you so much, Joanna, for joining me today and for giving us just a, a genuine conversation. Um, to our listeners, uh, make sure you check out sunshinehealth.com for more information if you want to contract or credential with them to serve uh, Florida Medicaid recipients. And really, that's a wrap for this episode of uh, Spot Growth Podcast. So if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, please reach out and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Duenna. Oh, my pleasure. everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on the Spot Growth Podcast. If you enjoyed the discussion, please leave us a review. And if you have any ideas for topics that you'd like to learn more about, please send those to the podcast link 
at extramilebuilding.com.